I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astro Radio Z is a horror, cult, exploitation film podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed. Here is your host, Derek Terry. Just got back, dropped the girls off. Uh, they drug me to go see Jumanji. How was it? It was about a million times better than I ever thought it was going to be. You know, that's what I've heard. It looked like garbage. <laughs> well, let's just say this. It isn't what the first movie was, not just in concept, but I mean, the whole gimmick of the first movie was, you know, the crazy animals and all that shit. Yeah. Barely a part of this movie. Really? Yeah. Well. Barely a part of the movie. So it was fun. Way too fucking long. How long is it? Almost two hours. Oh, boy. That's Way cool. too long. This is a I mean, this is a whole fucking story. I could tell you about us finally seeing this Jumanji thing. We uh, over the Christmas break, I had him uh, for an extended stay. And from uh, one of my clients uh, as a Christmas gift, he gave everybody in the office uh, some like gift cards for Marcus theaters. So I'm like, Oh, I got movie pass and the girls, you know, I won't have to pay for them. We'll be able to go and see a movie. And they picked the Jumanji thing. And the day after Christmas, we go every movie for the entire day was sold out. That happened to me the day after Thanksgiving. Frustrating. It is so, frustrating. Well, especially with three little kids. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. And they're looking forward to something. Yeah, they're all jacked up. And I got to go, well, let's go back. We can figure something out, guys. And of course, they were bummed. Of course, they were bummed. Then tonight, so I'm like, well, I'll see you guys on Thursday. On Thursday night, we'll go and uh, we'll go check it out. Okay. And they were jacked about that. They got in the car. First thing I heard from them. All right. Are we going to see Jumanji? <laughs> first damn thing came out of their mouth. We get to the theater near my house. Sold out again. Again? Again, drove all the way across town, got there. Luckily, there was seats. There were seats. And the reason why I think there were seats is because it was one of the theaters that you couldn't prepay for. Oh, see, that's that is becoming a problem. You know, it's a big problem because of movie pass. I mean, because I wanted I didn't want to pay for it. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to fucking pay a cent for this damn gimmick. I went. I was totally gonna. I had. I think I paid two fifty for it because I had a twenty dollar gift card. Get over there, pay for the girls' tickets, two fifty, and then I paid my movie pass. So that was nothing. I lucked out. That's why at the other theaters, like you can't prepay with that stuff. Yeah. You can't prepay. So it's just like, well, I'm and the girl's like, well, why didn't you order them? I'm like, girls, let me explain something to you. Then I explained it to them. And they're like, oh, OK, because I'm like, we would get in for free, guys. There's a reason why dad's doing this, why we're all going to the movie. We're getting in free. And uh, anyways, the the place was packed. It was one of the rare occasions here in uh 
Appleton, Wisconsin, where people are actually vocal during a movie and not a bunch of uh, tight white assholes that are embarrassed if anybody like farts during a movie. And uh, it was fun. It was okay. I mean, it's more a comedy than it is anything else. Yeah. I plan on seeing it with movie pass. If I get around to it. Eh, I, 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 I mean, with movie pass, it's worth it. Would well, I pay a cent for it? No. Yeah. Which brings me to half of the movies. I, I plan on going to see now. Yeah, absolutely. Movie pass has spoiled us. Well, let me tell you, I, I foresee this entire weekend me going to a movie every day because I finally got to see Shape of Water the other day. Now, today I, I saw the um, Jumanji. Oh, what was the other one that was that just came out that I wanted to see? God damn it. There was another one. Oh, I can't think of it. It's always something new. It's always something. Oh, it's probably one of those dad movies where they're trying to find their dad because that's all the rage. Now, well, it's not Pitch dad. Perfect 3. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that much. But um, so here we are. 2017. It's almost over, Seth Pollen. We're going to finish this up. Um, this is something that, you know, was requested of me by listener and sometimes guest uh, Dan Edenfield of the the night keep uh, to do a best of worst of list, because I guess the guy doesn't have the ability to make decisions on his own. <laughs> I love you, Dan, but Jesus Christ grow a pair. So here we are. We're going <laughs> to, I love Dan, you. Dan. Just get movie pass and see everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's becoming, dude. It's becoming, you know, 2017 is the year of everybody paying $10 a month and seeing all the shit they didn't want to watch on Netflix. <laughs> so uh, here we are. We're going to do a best of worst of list tonight. Uh, something I haven't done, I believe, since 2013, I think, or 2014, one of the two. It's been a long time. I don't know. It was one of those things where I, I tend to. Uh, I don't like doing these kind of things. Really? I mean, it, it's kind of redundant with everything else that everybody else does. Because the funny thing is, and I don't know what your list is going to look like, Seth, but my list isn't going to be all that much different than anybody else's list on any of these podcasts. So. Um, I hope it's worthwhile to somebody. Maybe my worst of list is going to be a little different than most people's um, because I'm a crotchety old fuck. So <laughs> I don't know about yours. I mean, is yours going to really shock the listeners or I mean, uh, probably not. I didn't even make like an official list. I'm just going through my letterbox and picking out something I feel is uh, worth talking about one way or the other. Jesus Christ. So you're pulling uh pulling a fucking Scott Davis. I am pulling Scott Davis. walks into an episode goes, hey man, I didn't even watch this fucking movie. <laughs> oh, I did watch what I'll talk about. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just firing shots left and right at all my <laughs> listeners. Hey, get, here. get it out now. <laughs> if you can't if you haven't noticed, my voice is a little coarse. Or horse or whatever you want to say. Um, I'm coming down with a little something. So if I sound a little weird or I do some coughing, that's why it's flu season here. Almost the end of uh, 2017. Of course, I got to get fucking sick. Have you avoided the sickness yet or are you uh, in the midst of it? 
I have been getting the beginning stages of it a couple times in the last couple weeks, but I haven't haven't come down fully with anything yet. Yeah, this seems to be one of those fucking colds that are just like kind of lingering. It's it hasn't kicked my ass yet. It's just there, just annoying enough to where my throat is sore. And it feels like there's shit just dangling, you know, that's not that yep. just dangles yep. in there. <laughs> Fucker. So I'm looking forward to this being done. But uh, the listeners, most of them probably don't know this. But you and I did a list for 31 Days of Horror on the Patreon episode. So I think, Seth, you are now becoming my my best of worst of list guy here on Astro Radio Z. I don't even like doing lists. Well, you are now the designated best of worst of list guy. I'm going to go to you every time I got a list to do. I guess I better start liking lists. You better start liking something. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's asking a lot. (laughs) So, folks, tonight, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start off with the best movies. And, of course, I always leave the worst for last because that's the tastiest part of the episode. And I'm going to force you to listen to the fucking episode, you goddamn heels. So here we go. We're going to take a short break. We come back. We're going to list down our top five best movies of 2017 here, which are going to be totally out of character for Astro Radio Z because I think you'll be shocked that probably no genre movies are in here. (laughs) So uh, stick around.
So in general, Seth, when you think of this year in film, was it good? Was it bad? What did you think overall? Mediocre. Huh. I think a lot of a lot of my, a lot of my top five I would just not have in a top five any other year. I think like I enjoyed a lot of movies, but I didn't love very many movies at all. Hmm, man, this is one of those years where because I went through, unlike you, I prepared for this episode. Hey, man, I prepared. I spent a whole year thinking this. this <laughs> well, a couple of weeks ago, I made this list up when you and I were talking about this. And uh, I literally list all my letterboxed scores for the year. And I th- I saw about 30 or so movies, 30 new movies this year. And the vast majority of them were middle of the road. And the better half of, med- of middle of the road. So for me, I got to say, this is one of the better years in recent memory for movies for me. Maybe I'm just getting soft. Wow. Well, let's be honest. There was a few movies I didn't fucking finish that were that aren't going to be on the worst of list. Let's get those out of the way, folks. So I don't waste your time. I didn't even didn't even finish that horrible mummy gimmick with Tom Cruise. That movie honked. I didn't make it 30 minutes into that thing. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. Um, Second movie I didn't finish. The adaptation of Dark Tower. Uh, I finished that and it sucked. Oh, boy. So in the last but not least, and this should shock not a fucking person on the planet Earth. I didn't finish Dick Nato. (laughs) Did Bill finish Dick Nato? I don't even know if Bill's ever watched fucking Dick Nato. I liked it. Next time you and I see him at Wasteland, I want to go up to Bill's above and go, Bill, did you actually watch this fucking thing? (laughs) He probably didn't. He probably just took all the raw footage, put it on a timeline and encoded it out. And that was it. (laughs) I tell you, 40 minutes in, there were no fucking dick NATO. It was nothing but fucking Bill's above hanging out with some broad in a hotel room, probably filmed in that goddamn wasteland. (laughs) And she's topless with negligee on her bottom half. And they're talking about semantics. Oh, boy. Typical Bill's above movie, which tells you why I don't watch Bill's above movies anymore. (laughs) How long does that one clock in at? Uh, I have a fee. I think if I remember correctly. About two and a half hours. <laughs> of course it is. Man's never heard of editing. I don't think he knows what editing is. I don't think he does. But anyways, to get those out of the way, those were the movies I absolutely did not finish this year. So I can't comment on, on them here or there other than the fact they were just so bad. I couldn't finish them. But let's start off with the best movies of the year. And this is going to be tough for me because over the course of the last couple of days, I've seen some good ones and I'm on the fence. I don't know where I'm going to go with a couple of these picks. Um, but let's start with you, Seth. Let's, it doesn't have to be in a, any order, but let's just list your top five here. So let's start off with your fifth pick. What is probably your fifth pick for best of this year? We'll start off with uh, baby driver. Yeah, I dug that one, man. I'm a big Edgar Wright fan, so talk to me about this. Just had a lot of fun with it, man. 
great characters, nothing groundbreaking in it really, but the way the music syncs up with the, the chase scenes, the, uh, whoever, I don't know the guy's name that played baby. He was great. Uh, his relationship with his stepdad was great. Some cool shootouts. John Hamm was cool. Just a cool movie, a cool little heist movie. Yeah, it's it's simple. Yeah, it's totally simple. Um, I think it, the last act falls apart a little bit for me. Um, it gets a little too schmaltzy and a little too predictable. But for the most part, I mean, one of the signatures of Edgar Wright's style is tremendous editing. And Baby Driver, like you said, with the music and the visuals is so fucking tight. It's so, so so good. I mean, it it ranks up there with Scott Program for like this is awesome editing. This is like fucking all over the place, moving, but you know exactly where it's going at all times. Misdirection, um, but you never felt like it was jumping all over the place. Loved it, loved it. Editors out there, potential editors. Edgar Wright is a masterclass. All of his movies. And good editing, good film editing. So uh, I loved, I loved all the actors, even uh, that Pedo Creepo, fucking uh, Kevin Spacey. That's in it. He was great in it. He's a scumbag, apparently, but you know he can still act. So I, you know, I can separate art from the artist most of the time. Except if it's Jeepers Creepers well, three. That's an entirely. You can't separate that from a pile of shit. Dude, I, I don't know if you watched it, but I got an argument on fucking interwebs. Big shocker. <laughs> I sat oh. back. I was living the uh, the Michael Jackson popcorn gif. <laughs> I was sitting back in the shadows watching that argument go down. <laughs> you were, you're in that group? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of fucking idiots. Bunch of fucking idiots. Anyways, don't fucking see Jeepers Creepers 3. It's a huge pile of fucking shit. Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, oh boy, I'm anxious for this. But yeah, Baby Driver, I wouldn't put it at the top of my Edgar Wright list, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. For something that uh, I had no idea about it until it came out and started hearing word of mouth, I uh, blind bought it on Black Friday and, man, had I had a blast with it. Cool, cool. It didn't make my best of list, but I agree. That was definitely closer. It, I think I'm looking at my numbers. I gave that a three and a half on Letterboxd. So that's good. That's not bad by any means. Um, so my first pick for, for best of, um, it was a tough year for me to pick between two great comic book movies. You know, I'm a fucking comic book nerd and I go see all these comic gimmicks. Um, and there were two of them this year that were fucking amazing. Uh, the two I'm talking about, and I'm going to have to choose between the two of them. It's going to be goddamn tough. Uh, the two I, I I really fucking loved this year were Logan and Thor Ragnarok. Dude, nailed it. And I got to go with Thor Ragnarok. It was a blast. Dude, I as much as I thought Logan was the fucking Wolverine movie I've been waiting for my entire fucking life, Thor Ragnarok was easily by far... <sighs> It, it's not the best movie I saw this year, but it's fucking damn near close. It's it just so fun. 
it might be the most fun movie I watched this year. I was grinning ear to ear that entire gimmick. I could not get over it. It was my first movie pass movie got out there. And however, four hours long, however long that fucking thing is, I was grinning ear to ear has tons of great characters, amazing visuals, tightly paced, great soundtrack, uh, great acting across the board. Finally, an amazing fucking uh, evil villain in heel in this movie. Lots of awesome characters. I mean, this movie was just so jam packed with characters. Even the uh, like the the secondary characters had so much life and character to them that it was just for once I was finally interested in a Thor movie. And the funny thing is, this was the movie I was least looking forward to this year. Did you like any of those other Thor movies? I liked the first one. I thought it was. No, not no. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was good early Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I thought the second one was just a clusterfuck. Oh, it's a turd. Um, so I wanted to like this one, and I saw the trailer you know, a fucking year ago or whenever it came out, and I thought, well, this could be something. I wasn't totally sold on the the uh, attitude, and you know style it was going for mm-hmm. it's uh two weeks after it came out i think i got to see it so i had a lot of word of mouth eventually movie passed it man like you said ear to ear grin the whole time just i've been burned out on comic book movies for like two years just can't be bothered with them i go to see him and i'm just like eh. logan like you said really loved I thought Wonder Woman was really good this year, but Thor was the one where I was like, okay, I'm back on the the comic book movie train now. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fucking the all and the funny thing is about this, he's he's not a huge part of it, but the only part of it I'm still iffy on is Hulk. They still like for me, it's just for me, and maybe it's just, you know, something's broken in my own head. I just don't think they get Hulk yet. No, I can see that. He's been such a minor part of every movie. And when he's there, he's just, he's very rarely Hulk. He's not utilized, man. He's just like. I completely agree. Oh, it's it's just too bad. I mean, it's Hulk. How do you underutilize him? I don't know, man. But even though, hey, that's not to say he wasn't fun in this movie. No, he was fun. But like you said, he's so underutilized and it's like they're just barely missing the connection with him. Yeah. Well, and it's also that I still think they're miles away from nailing that CG character. It just looks rubbery and looks weird. And I'm just not there yet. I'm not on board yet. Where some of the other characters, like the rock guy, who was amazing, he looked totally better than fucking Hulk did. Was that the the comedic relief dude? <laughs> yeah, the British yeah. rock dude. It's funny. God, that was a great part. Great part. And let's I mean, we have to acknowledge uh the guy who directed this was the guy who directed uh the, what we do in the shadows, and it was a perfect choice. Perfect choice. Like, I couldn't be happier. Thor Ragnarok, the movie I, I was looking least forward to this year, ended up being almost my favorite movie of the year. Might be almost my favorite 
Marvel movie. I'm it's not sure my, yet. It's in my top three or four Marvel movies for sure. Holy, holy shit. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Let's. So uh, that makes me sad because I got knocked Logan off the list. <laughs> and Logan well, was fucking killer. Yeah, Logan was killer. I mean, I don't think there's any shortage of people talking about how great that was, though. So if we don't talk about it, we've given it props at least. Well, fuck it. If you if you're listening to Astro Radio Z, you haven't seen Logan. What the fuck's wrong with you? Watch it. Snickety snick, fucking people getting torn up. You need to see that shit. So, uh, Seth, what's your next pick? I'm going to go with John Wick 2. Oh, man, I haven't seen any of these gimmicks oh, yet. You see the John Wick movies, man? Nah, nah, wow. not a single one. Dude, you did you see Kingsman? Nope. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. You're I'm missing- way behind, man. Yeah, this ball. I'm too busy ball. watching all these fucking shot up video gimmicks. Put the Bills above collection away for a day. <laughs> I've been trying to make my way through Dick Nato <laughs> for the past month. For um, the past two years. <laughs> dude, John Wick, too. Uh, man. Hey, John Wick was just this fucking crazy action movie. It's a little campy, but like the right amount of camp and just over the top violence. John Wick, too, just fucking ramped it up doubled it brought the like the world that it built to like a whole new scope broadened it set it up for this crazy uh ending of the trilogy it's dude you gotta see it's super like uh the fight choreograph is super slick editing's tight amazing visuals for just like a simple action movie keanu's Dude, I, mean, I love him in action flicks. Dude, he's like when he's not pulling some bullshit and he's just like in an action movie, Keanu's legit. And I love him as John Wick. That's awesome, dude. Now, yeah. this is now is this I've heard rumblings because of course I haven't seen any of these movies. Is this kind of that gun uh, fu shit that we saw in like Equilibrium and like those uh Chow Young Fat movies back in the day? I'd say it's probably influenced by it, but I think it's it's better. Like uh, it, it just, it feels more natural. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these are, it's not just for the sake of being crazy, but yeah, it's, it's in that same realm. Oh fuck. I've been meaning to watch these damn things and it's just it's it's same with the so, Kingsman. They're so violent. Uh, I haven't seen the second Kingsman. So, but the first one, I think you'll dig that too. Oh, fuck. I have so many goddamn movies to watch, Seth. So many mo- movies to watch. So John Wick 2, I'm definitely going to get on board with that one. Um, here's another one where the last couple days I've been watching a bunch of movies, not purposely to fill out a list, but I just was. And uh, I'm going to have to knock off another movie off of my best of. I had this list already all set, but I got to I gotta say, today I watched the fucking documentary about the Nature. Oh, the 30 for 30? I gotta go with Nature Boy, Rick Flair, 30 30. Woo! Oh, I didn't even think about that one. I forgot to add that to my letterbox. God damn, that, that fucking documentary on Nature was great. Oh, so good. Like, it could have went on another hour and a half, and I would have been fine with it. Oh, man, I had the fucking feels at the end of that Oof, one. It gets heavy at the end. Man, I got those tears. Those tears were coming. 
And boy, I, I my here's my story about Nate. I Amanda and I a couple years ago went to Days of the Dead, or was it last year? I think it was last year to go specifically go see Nate. We walk in, and oh, he was looking rough. He was looking so rough. I was just like, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. I feel really bad. <laughs> so I never actually met him, but um, awful story. I know I'm not a very good storyteller, but <laughs> but that was. But I got to tell you, it was like. I knew this story, but at the same time, there were elements about it I didn't know. And it was great to have him there. Great to have his family there. Great to have people like Jim Cornette and Jim Ross and all Ooh. the Hogan sections. Were, and they got Undertaker in there for a minute. Yeah, they got Taker in there. But the Hogan sections were things that I had never heard Hogan talk about that stuff before. And I didn't expect him to be so open and honest about Nate. He was in there putting him over harder than I ever thought he would. Yeah, that was the big thing was that he was, it was like so humbling to see fucking Hogan putting him over like that. Yeah. Because you know Hogan doesn't put anybody over. Yeah, no. So it was just like, I loved it. Yeah. For an hour and a half, man, it was just like pure fucking wrestling joy. Just like, Listening to him tell those stories in his own voice, seeing the animated sections were so well done. Like, I loved that the fact that they when they didn't have the footage, they recreated it in that really like simple animation style. Mm -hmm. It was perfect. It was so good. The stories about him uh, training with Vern Gagne were crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ, him and Steamboat and all those guys running up and down 21 flights of steps carrying each other. Fucking crazy. Jesus Christ. There was so much about Flair, like his early personal life that I had no idea about. Like, I had no idea that he had so much trouble with his like family. Obviously, you know, from a very early age, he had insecurity issues and he had to he had to act out. He had to figure out, you know, how do I make myself feel better, which ultimately is is his downfall. I mean, it's kind of like the whole point of the movie. Yeah. Is that even though, you know, we all look up to Ric Flair because he's perhaps one of the greatest showmen in all of wrestling in all wrestling history. But he also lived that gimmick and he took the toll. Yeah, it was a gimmick for him. Yep. So, I mean, like that goes back to my story is that, man, he's rough. Yeah. He is rough and it's it's too bad. But that was the life he lived, man. I mean, just a few months back, we didn't know if we'd have Nate anymore. And then he came back, cut a promo and sold a T-shirt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his deathbed. He's cutting a promo and selling a T-shirt. If that oh, wheeling, dealing, styling, profiling. <laughs> I saw that picture on his Twitter, cutting a promo and selling a T-shirt about beating death. And <laughs> God bless Nick. Oh, God, God damn. Yeah, so I recommend – I'm a huge fan of ESPN's 30 for 30 documentaries, man. They just are like – they're my bag. The people that are producing those things, they got their heads on straight. They know how to tell a story. 
They know how to get the enough visual flair in there for it to be interesting. And um, it's great. Well edited. I mean, they're just so interesting. And what better guy to do a 30 for 30 on than Ric Flair if you're going to do a wrestling doc? You're going to do a wrestling doc. He's the one. I still think I still want to see a crusher one, to be honest. I don't know how much information's out there, but I mean, I'd love to see a crusher doc. I, but that's just me. Anyways, so Nature Nage Boy, fucking 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. Number two for me. Big time. So, uh, Seth, you're next. War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. That's on my list, too. So we might as well get this out of the way. Both are thirds. This, this in fact, was my favorite movie of the year. Nice. I, I, you go ahead. I'm going to let you, let you go on about this. Cause I'll tell you, this is, this movie fucking lived up to my expectations and then some. Yeah. I had high expectations too. I thought the, um, rise and dawn were really well done. Set mm-hmm. it up for a incredible trilogy. Uh, it wasn't the movie I expected. But the movie I got was probably more powerful and emotional than the movie I expected. I was expecting an all out war, you know, a big action set piece. And the fact that we got a lot more close quarters, stayed with the core group of characters and gave a lot of uh, emotional drive to the film for our core group. I thought it was great, man. Uh, Downbeat in a lot of ways. So it's probably not the one I'd revisit the most, but it's I still happy though. There's still a lot of really light sections. I completely agree. Uh, the the homeless kind of hobo, bad ape. So there's definitely still some humor and some upbeat pep, like you said. But man, it's so it's got the the gorgeous like snowdrop back piece. Um, what the hell is his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is just a fantastic villain. Just a snotty ass antagonist. Mm-hmm. Loved him. Uh, Andy Serkis is perfect at the motion cap acting. Just like you said, uh, it could have been my favorite movie of the year. And for a lot of it, it was. I've bought the Blu-ray and subsequent, uh, subsequently watched it a few more times. And every single time I get sucked in hard. That's the sign that it's a great movie like i it's no secret listeners of this show way past know my deep love for the planet of the apes movies other than that tim burton gimmick that thing was fucking just garbage i haven't even watched it since it came out at the theater to be honest so who knows maybe i need to revisit it but i doubt no. it will change my mind but um these new this new trilogy is amazing there's I mean, the first one's probably the weakest, but these last two have been so fucking just like dense, emotional, visually just jaw dropping the amount of detail and the amount of immersion of that CG is just astounding to me. Like, I forget about it. It's obvious that it's CG. It's obvious that it's CG, but at the same time, it's so detailed and the motion cap on it is so amazing. The people putting that together, the technicians, the digital artists, the guys behind the scenes, fuck, they deserve every award 
impossible because when I was a young boy watching Planet of the Apes movies and I've had the box set on v, uh, VHS and now I have the Blu-ray box set. I've watched those movies so many times, so many times. I never once imagined that I would watch a Planet of the Apes movie where I believed I was watching apes. In these movies, those apes look phenomenal. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah. And the cinematography and the work that's done, comp work with all that stuff is so beautiful. The stories emotionally resident, politically poignant in of its time, <coughs> which is the point of the series. It's beyond all of the, the movies in the Planet Apes a series specifically speak toward the years that they were made. I mean, that's that's what makes them so good is that they have points to them, that they're actually speculative fiction stuff that, you know, has more to say than, oh, this is a just some weird world where apes have taken over. You know, it's deeper than just a creature feature. Yeah, it 100 percent is. That's what makes these why these movies work. Um, so I I can't recommend it enough. All the points you made 100 percent. I mean, it, this one more than the other ones is much more of a throwback to an old like World War Two prison camp movie. Which, I mean, as an exploitation fan, obviously we love that kind of stuff. Women in prison films, prison camp movies. Um, but it's harder to watch. I don't know what it is. Man, seeing those apes tortured and cattle prodded and all that stuff, that is fucking tug at the old boy's strings, boy. <laughs> I can't get a damn. This was War for the Planet Apes, easily my favorite movie of the year. 100%. If you guys haven't seen it yet, do it. Uh, if you're a fan of the other ones, Hundred percent. I don't know if it's the best. I still think Dawn is such a fucking awesome movie. Like Jesus Christ, I think that's my favorite of the the trilogy. But this one is damn near close. Damn near close. So, anyways, what's your next one? Oh, uh, what are we on? Let's. Uh, We're on number four. Sorry. We're almost through the best. I'm looking. I did write a list. A list real quick. I was trying to see what I haven't said. Um, probably not in my actual top five. But there's other movies that have been talked about plenty here, briefly and elsewhere. So one I think needs to be mentioned is uh, Takashi Miike's Blade of the Immortal. Oh man, I've been wanting to see this. How is it, dude? It's a lot of fun. Uh, just what you'd expect out of you know an old kind of samurai, ultra violent, uh, that kind of hyper violent style that Miike brings. It's you know, fucking gore everywhere, limbs flopping off, uh, characters you care about. It's not my favorite from him, but it was a blast to see. I finally got to see it in a theater, a Mike movie in a theater. That's yeah, awesome. Small screen, but it was cool as shit, man. Uh, there's a, a lot of comedy in it that works because it's not ham-fisted in there. Mm-hmm. It's just natural um, with one of the characters. Just amazing fight scenes involving, you know, a couple hundred people at once. It's fucking rad. Damn, it, is this kind of like a comeback of the old goofy Mikay, or is this still on the lines of this dour, serious kind of like samurai Mikay? I think it's treading the line, but it's definitely, uh, you know, it's got the goofy moments in it. 
God, man. Yeah. I miss that shit, man. I remember back in the early 2000s when he was putting out some of the crassest, weirdest shit. Yeah, there's definitely some some uh, raunchy humor and some almost fart joke humor in there. <laughs> uh, not, you know, but it's funny and it's not like stupid humor where you're laughing at it instead of with it. You know, the choreography rules. It's It's definitely still serious in tone, but... It kind of toes that line best of both worlds. Man, I can't wait to see this thing. I haven't seen a new Mikay movie in a long time. I know he's still putting them out all this the is, time. This is his hundredth movie. Well, it doesn't surprise me. We just like they keep coming out. And I think I haven't seen a Mikay movie since. Um, What was that? 12 Samurai? Uh, 13 Samurai? 13 Samurai. 13 assassins or whatever. Yes, that, that, one, that, yeah, one. that one. Yeah, I'm looking at the Blu-ray now. When was that? Like 2012? Something like that. 2011. Oh, man. It's That's too damn. He's probably put out 40 movies since then. <laughs> You're not joking. Yeah, but we don't get to see a lot of them for years after they come out. What's your favorite Mikkei movie, would you say? Oh, man. Uh, Ichi. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's a good one. It's, I've always it was the first one I saw and it's the one I go back to a lot. Yeah. I got to say I've always been partial to Gozu. I say I haven't seen Gozu. Oh, you need to see Gozu. I, I know. Oh Jesus, it's it's like <sighs> it's Mike. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it it's a gangster movie mixed with a David Lynch movie. Mixed with audition. Mixed with, I mean, it's just like, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of a kind. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, it's nothing like fucking Visitor Q or anything like that. But, I mean, it's far stranger than maybe his more straight-laced gangster stuff like uh, Deadly Outlaw Rekka or... um Oh, I'm trying to think what was that other oh I can't think of it it's not as weird as the dead or alive stuff or like full metal Yakuza or stuff like that right. but it's it's out there man it's out there I would definitely check that one out that one's it's fucking solid for a long time I've been meaning to do some uh, Mike movies I still we still have not taught this is the first time I think we've even brought him up on Astro Radio Z which is surprising and disappointing yeah i think 2018 is the year where we're going to change that i think we need to talk about so maybe you and i need to do a go zoo episode i think that that's in the cards i'll have to i'll grab (laughs) that and check it out oh it's totally worth it totally worth it so um next movie see here i am again trying to think of what I'm going to buck off the list because we only have two movies left here. Um, Yesterday, I saw Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. And that finishes out my list. Dude, awesome movie. Man, far and away my favorite of the year. Wow. Yeah, I... I don't know if I go that far. I really, really liked it, though. And the reason why I really, really liked it was it felt like Guillermo del Toro finally reigning back a little. 
where the last few movies he's done have been these sprawling, epic, like unwieldy films like fucking Crimson Peak, which I thought was overbloated and I agree. boring as fuck. And Pacific Rim, which in concept I should love because it's a kaiju movie, but in execution bored me to tears. Oh, no, no. I know everybody loves that movie, but I just it didn't click with me at all. Um, and I think this is his best movie since Pan's Labyrinth. I, I would not disagree. Yeah, I mean, it it reminded me of um, some of the, the mid to late 90s uh, kind of uh, who's the guy that directed uh, City of Lost Children? Oh, man, you're gonna fucking drop City of Lost Children on me. I don't know his name. City of Lost Children and Delicatessen and Amelie. Oh, oh God! Oh. Well, I can't, in Alien Resurrection. Uh, God, I can't think of his name. But anyways, this movie, to like from just a purely visual aesthetic, reminded me of his movies, and the whimsy of this movie reminded me of Amelie. Like the whimsy is what I think this movie hinges upon. It's so fun and airy while being emotionally devastating and heart wrenching. Right. I mean, this is a drama, but it's, I think it's a, I think it's a comedy to be honest. I think it's supposed to be because it, it takes in the, in the film itself, there's a character, a gay man who's in love with musicals and, and uh, this, I, it is it supposed to take place in the 30s or 40s? I think it's the, yeah, it's around that time. The uh, maybe the, the 50s, early 50s. I think 50s. It, it it is definitely a time capsule of a movie, and they nail all the details. The acting across the board is so fun. Um. I was talking about it with a guy at work today uh, and he was just like, well, how was it? And I'm just like, it's really refreshing to see a guy with such vivid imagination, write Such a small movie and have, because it's so small, be able to fill it so densely with so much creativity like the visual style, the the little sidesteps it does into weirdness, um, the fact that the the creature character, the Gill Man, is mostly a prosthetic suit. Yep, something you don't see anymore. Especially and you don't see Gil that well. No, and not from Del Toro. He doesn't do no. it anymore. Well, it's just easier and cheaper not to. It's shape of water was I was worried because the, like I said, the last few del Toro movies have fell flat for me. I, I wanted to believe in it and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I finally went out and saw it. That was phenomenal. I can't speak highly more highly about it. I think everyone should just like toss aside their preconceptions. Just go and have a good time. I smiled the entire fucking time. Um, it was uh, interesting to hear about how Gilman fucks, and um, <laughs> it was good. I loved it. I loved it, man. It was a good time. I will say I'm glad we didn't go as far as uh, getting a shot of Gilman dick. 
<laughs> that's for the unrated porno cut. Yeah. <laughs> Where you get to see, you actually find out what the shape of water is, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. Like you were saying, like, uh, as far as Pacific Rim, I think that was his inner fanboy going crazy and it worked for me. But I agree with you on Crimson Peak. Just uh, visually, it was nice, but he, uh, he felt unsure of himself on that one. I think on Shape of Water, he was totally sure of himself from a writing standpoint. He knew the story was going to work. He wrote the story he wanted to write for him. And if people attach themselves to it, good. If not, he didn't give a shit on this one. Yeah. The story essentially is about the fact that love is blind. Across the board, every last character, every last person in this movie, every person has their own issues and has their own preconceptions of what turns them on or what is love or what makes them feel whole in the world. And for a movie about a fucking gill man to even remotely have that, in, I loved it. It's just, I think it's one of those times where I went to the theater. I was like, man, I'm glad this isn't what I thought it was. You know? Yeah. So, it was just if fairy tale brought to life. Yeah, totally. So definitely go check that one out. So that rounds out your list. Ah, what am I going to put as the last one? Uh, Come on, something good. Well, both of them are fucking hot. I'm just wondering what's going to net a better conversation. Um, I guess I'll just do a tie. I got to do a tie at the end. Between uh, Get Out and uh, Mother. Oh, okay. No, not so. Oh, okay. Okay. I want to hear this. What was that reaction? Uh, Get Out's great. Well, I think we can agree there. <laughs> Yeah. Mother, we might get a better conversation out of. Oh, I'll tell you. Um, I think we can all agree, and everybody's going to say it across the board on every other podcast. Get Out is maybe the best horror movie of the year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's a great horror movie, great comedy. It's confident, it's subversive, it's fun. Uh, I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele does next. I can't wait. That man, uh, you know, I thought that their whole sketch show was hit or miss. Very miss for me. Very. I thought sometimes it was really funny, but usually it was something I would skip if I saw it on. He has me sold with Get Out. That dude understands horror. He understands how to work comedy relief in without making it the focal point. Mm-hmm. He's a damn fine director. He worked in plenty of social commentary without making it heavy. Yeah. So let's go, Jordan Peele. Come on. All right. Let's toss Mother off the mix. We're not going to talk about Mother. Uh, yeah. Get out, man. Did you see Keanu? Yeah. What'd you think of that? Uh, it was fine. It was. I had a good time with it once. I, I'll probably never watch it again. No, yeah, that would not be something. See, that's where I agree with you. Like, their straight comedy doesn't work for me. I'm like, yeah, some of the scenes in it, I was like, okay. By the end, I think I was ready for it to be over. But there was definitely some parts in it where I laughed. So, yeah, it was what it was. Uh, I think if you saw John Wick, you might have enjoyed it more. 
Then what? Then get out? No, then then you did. Because it's like the a kind of a parody on John Wick. Yeah, I don't know. We don't really need to wax on about that. I'm sure every other podcast you'll hear this year will sit and tell you that Get Out's an amazing movie. So go see it. So let's uh push past the best of and the gloating. And uh, let's take a short little break. When we come back, Seth and I are going to do what Seth and I do best. Be crotchy old fucks that complain about movies. Yes. Here comes the worst of lists of 2017. We'll be right back.
Holy fuck, there were some shitty movies this year, and it was tough to pick which fucking ones were going to make the bottom five. I mean, there were some real contenders. Uh, There were some stuff that I'm going to be respectful about and not include on the list. But the worst movies I have, boy, I got a few things to say about them, Seth. (laughs) Did you think this was like the bottom of your list? Did you think it was really, really bad? Oh, yeah. It was a lot easier to come up with movies I hated than movies I loved this year. All right. Well, let's start with yours. What is the first pick? First pick is Mother. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, nah, Mother. I didn't I didn't like Mother, but I didn't actively dislike it. So I was just, just fucking around. Uh, first up, I hated. I despised Leatherface. Oh, man, that breaks my heart. I know, I know you liked it, man. I wanted to fucking stab myself in the hand the entire time I was watching it. So, what was it that you didn't like? Let's uh, people, if you want to listen to me talk about Leatherface, go back a number of episodes. We did an entire episode, which can basically stand as my franchise episode on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, because I'm never going to do a series of podcasts about those movies. Because you have this Leatherface episode, go listen to that, and you can hear my thoughts on the whole fucking series. But Seth, what what was it that that bothered you so much about this flick? Starting with it being totally unnecessary. Well, that goes without saying. Goes without saying. I cannot stand those directors. Um, I've well, fuck. I've only seen one movie before this from them. It was Inside. Oh, that which garbage. I. It's it's among my most hated movies of all time. I do not understand how people love that movie. I. It. It pains me when I see people like rejoicing about that movie because I just think it's not good. It's not good. It's not In interesting. It's it's oh, it's it's a movie where halfway through it just literally falls through its own asshole. <laughs> uh, so I saw this was directed by them and it already had points against it. Which isn't fair, but it didn't do itself any favors. I thought the look of it was beyond cheap. I thought the acting was shit. The story was crap. The little twist at the end where, spoiler alert, Leatherface isn't the fat one. Uh, I agree with you on that gimmick. That was what, that was the worst part of that movie was that, you know what? You pull a fucking rug out from underneath us. You had the perfect character. And then you pull this cutesy shit. It just nothing in it worked for me. Not even as like a standalone horror movie. If I want to watch like a movie like that, I'll put on like the first wrong turn or something. I, but nothing about this movie made me go. I'm having a good time. Oh man. That's, that's too bad. That's too bad. I know you and I disagreed on a number of flicks this year, and this was definitely one of them. I, I still think it was, my, I, I still find it to be better than the vast majority of the sequels that we've been handed over the last 10 years. I For Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes. Man, yes. I think I might put it right at the bottom. You think and this I, is worse than fucking 3D? Yeah. And I, I hate your goddamn mind, Seth Powell. 
You know what? At least I got a fucking Leatherface in movie out of that one. Oh, you're out of your goddamn mind. Fuck, man, I am. But that movie... Fuck, man. Give me do your thing, cuz, over this not. Oh, you're breaking my heart. I'm breaking my own heart where I have to defend Texas Chainsaw 3D. God, that movie's a pile of horseshit. Put me in a corner. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Back to me. I'm clawing my way out. One of the hands down worst movies of the 2000s and beyond. Fucking Texas Chainsaw 3D. As a fan of horror and a fan of cinema and a fan of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that movie is an affront and an abomination to everything. And yet you liked Leatherface. Better. Man. It's better. I agree with you on almost every point you made. It's still better than 3D. I will never understand how anyone could look at that and go, yeah, that's all right. I agree with that 100%. But it's like, would I rather stub my toe or break my foot? You know, Would you rather have a, a dry turd or a wet one? Oh, dry. <laughs> <laughs> it smells a lot, a lot better, I suppose. Oh man. Well, let's what is the least offensive worst movie that I have on my list? Um, I think my first pick's gonna have to be the Russian Avengers knockoff Guardians. Nah, see, I'm leaving that kind of bullshit off because I, I can only imagine how bad it was. Mark the movie man pulled me aside to talk to watch this gimmick one night. I'm like, sure, Mark, I'll watch this Russian Avengers knockoff in which the Hulk character is a big bear. (laughs) Well, it's Russian. (laughs) Big bears are Russian. Yeah, he's a bear with a Gatlin gun. (laughs) That sounds kind of awesome, actually. It you, that's the only thing that pulled me into this movie, and it was as shitty as you can imagine. It looking, I mean, none of the CGI looked any better than anything in an asylum movie. Um, there were some I was just to ask if it was uh, distributed by asylum. I don't know. Uh, Mark had a screener, so I didn't. I didn't pay a single red cent towards this gimmick. Um, and it there were sections that were okay, but the vast majority of it was so earnest and so on the nose and didn't take any chances that when the goofiness happened, it just fell so flat. Oh, it's just, it's bad. It's everything that you can imagine something that's being labeled as the Russian Avengers knockoff would be. Imagine if the Avengers was made by the fucking asylum boys. And there you go. Yeah. I'm trying to leave that kind of stuff off the list just because it's it's too easy. I can't help it, bro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have one I could talk about. We'll see. I might knock something off the list to talk about it. I mean, it's it was either that or if I want to give honorable mentions, I mean, that's the least offensive of them. And it was either between that cult of Chucky, which I thought was fucking trash. 
fault of Chucky was fine. It was garbage. Uh, the Justice League Dark animated feature. I thought was that bad. I thought it sucked. I, oh man, that's bad because I've always heard the DC animated is good. For the vast majority of them, it is. I love DC animated movies, especially the Batman stuff. Love it. I actually really liked, and a lot of people didn't. Uh, the Batman Harley Quinn one that came out this year. I thought that was really fun. Um, even though there's some weird uh, <laughs> sexual stuff in that one that we won't <laughs> talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's I could have I could have put Star Wars Last Jedi in there <laughs> instead of really? Guardians. Really. Uh, we're not going to make this about that. I want to talk about that fucking movie anymore. I don't give a fuck. I don't you give saw a it fuck. twice. Yeah, I did. And even after the second time, it still could have made the list. Huh? Still could have made the list. It's still close. Still Man. right on the on the precipice. There was one that I I'm being respectful about. Maybe off the air, I'll talk to you about, but. Oh, man, there was a couple that could have made it. But I'm going with my straight up pick, Guardians. Yeah, don't even fucking bother with this gimmick. I know you see all the the lowbrow exploitation fans have seen this cover, have seen the trailer. It's laughable. Yeah, I saw the cover. Don't even waste your time. Seth, what's your next pick? Oh, God, the bye-bye, man. Oh, how did you bring yourself to watch that? Uh, My buddy got, he gets like free. He used to intern for theaters got free he gets free passes once in a while so we went to see it for free and uh i don't get to see good movies on my birthday uh (laughs) birthday's in january and i get absolute crap so uh on my birthday was the bye-bye man and uh let's just say i I don't think i wanted to see another birthday after that (laughs) it was the bye-bye birthday yeah, bye bye me because just shoot me that movie. I don't understand how that had a studio behind it or wide distribution. It looked, felt like the worst generic, like straight to video thing you see on the bottom rack of Walmart any given week. The story is just, I mean, it's just fucking awful. Is it baby horror? I mean, what is it? Yeah, oh, to the to the nth degree, it's baby horror. It's got this awful CGI. There's a part like a CGI dog that comes out of a wall, <laughs> and it's like Shadow Man, who's the Bye Bye Man. And uh, it's been almost a year now since I saw it, so I don't remember every detail of the story, but I just remember hating every second i was in that theater no oh, i could i there's no way you could have pulled me into that god i mean you know it was one of those things how oh, we'll go see a shitty horror movie for free oh my god i knowing it was going to be bad it was still surprisingly awful even worse than your expectations yeah like it, they have you know a couple people out there asking you your your opinions on the movie and because uh, it was like a week before it came out or whatever, uh, they asked and I just laughed and walked away because good God. <laughs> I wish your bud would have taken a video of that. <laughs> yeah, so when you think of it, I laughed and walked away. And I, I think I heard him say to someone else, yeah, it was pretty bad. So <laughs> I don't think they uh, they were on board with it either. But holy shit, man. 
Bye bye, man. Tag. Ha ha ha. Lols. Celluloidterror.com. South Poland. At least this year, I think I get that uh, Liam Neeson on a train movie on my birthday. The commuter. I saw that preview before the. the fucking shape of water. Yes. Saw this and I'm like, oh no, is Liam Neeson back trying to kill half of Eastern Europe again? <laughs> yeah. It looks like every movie he's been in the past 10 years. Dude, I moved into my new house and I f- bought for three bucks in the uh, the Walmart budget bin because I didn't have cable or anything because my folks were with me. I bought Taken and I finally watched it. The first one? Yes. Oh, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember it being good god that movie made me laugh yeah it's crazy it's like it's over the top jesus my parents were kept looking at me like why do you think this is so funny i'm like like look at this asshole he's killing half of eastern europe uh, don't watch he's, the he's only 70 years old <laughs> yeah that's what makes the sequels even better is that he's aged a lot in the part two and three and they're just not good to begin with Oh my god. And then there's that one that he was on a plane doing it. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called at this point, but Is it Taken Five? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't a Taken movie, but it was basically the exact same plot just on a plane. Oh my gosh. So anyways, before we go down that rabbit hole, um All right, hit me with something bye. good. All right, so the next one because I'm leaving the worst for last. But the next one has got to be, and it is hands down the last straw with me and Adam Wingard, that fucking Death Note remake. Oh, man, that didn't make my list, but it sucked. Oh, it sucked so fucking hard. That movie, I could not get over the fact, and maybe it's just not, I'm not the demographic for that movie. Maybe I'm just not a big anime person, um, but it felt like every really horribly trite and cliche 90s edgy movie turned up to 26. I can see that comparison. It was so obnoxious. Fuck, did I hate that movie? And it's three fucking hours long almost. Is it really? I don't know. It felt like it. <laughs> Just throwing out some bullshit. It is a bunch <laughs> of bullshit. I mean, you got this. I, I got to get your opinion on this, Seth. Do you think that the um, the monster of of Death Note, this Ryok, is literally the dumbest monster you've ever seen? Yeah, he looks pretty stupid. I thought... um Willem Dafoe did all right as his voice. But oh, yeah. But that monster is just nah, like you see just, that thing and you're, you get taken out immediately. <laughs> like, I don't, that's some don't, fucking janky ass shit. Yeah, I don't know what they're going for. It's like a like a Japanese cyberpunk hedgehog crow. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I don't think you could describe it better. It's exactly what it is. Hunched over in the corner and fucking telling you some bullshit. Talking about rules. There's too many rules. I think it was one night the crow got drunk uh, on some fucking uh, Japanese whiskey and fucked a hedgehog. (laughs) Fucking put on a 
964 Pinocchio and fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking A. Just the most on-the-nose, earnest, obnoxiously try-hard bullshit. Just all the acting is so bad in it. Yeah. All of it. And the writing. I mean, that dude goes from like zero to a hundred in one scene. And like, oh. the soundtrack is so on the nose. I don't even remember the soundtrack. It is just God damn. I felt like I was watching some directive video dimension nineties bullshit. But uh death note it's like a big thing, right? What death note? Yeah, I like the anime. I don't know. I'm not fourteen. Like I, I mean, I'd, I'd heard of it before this movie, so it, I don't know anything about anime or mangas or any. But I'd heard of this, so it has to be somewhat big. Yeah, this didn't feel like a big property. No, this this felt it, like some bullshit. Yeah, like I didn't quite get it. I and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just too old for this. I just it flew straight over my head. I didn't think the storytelling was was tight. It felt like it, and what it is. I mean, obviously, is a a full series smashed into a two hour movie, and it felt that way. It felt like yeah. Cliff Notes. It poorly done Cliff Notes at that. So, yeah, Death Note, what a fucking pile of garbage. And perhaps the last movie of Adam Wingard's I'm going to watch. Doesn't he have something big coming up? Yeah, he's doing fucking uh, the next God, that Godzilla in King Kong gimmick. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. Oh, God. No. Fuck oh, that guy. fucks up Godzilla and King Kong. I will find his ass. And those I will last two movies, him. Those last two movies that I saw of his, fuck fuck what were the last two death note and blair witch yes yep blair witch can eat a fucking dick man i'm looking at his filmography right now he's got one good movie one good movie you're next the guest i haven't seen the guest uh see i didn't like your next really i liked your next i didn't it's not it's probably the most i like any movie of his besides the guest (laughs) but, <laughs> that's like, of the four movies he's yeah. done well he's done about 19 shorts for these goddamn anthology movies that were popping out of everywhere oh, that were just fucking atrocious all yeah. of them just fucking atrocious so yeah how is he getting these huge how did he get godzilla and king kong he must be a really nice dude he must suck a lot of dick well i don't know about sucking dick but wow. I, i'm guessing he's a really nice dude and he get, and people get along with him and he turns out movies that create a profit so yeah i mean it makes makes sense i yeah. mean i i'm hey, sorry he, i said fuck that guy but uh, <laughs> well this, fuck his movies well it, the, the movies suck yeah they just suck it's not for me dude so what's your next one? Oh jesus where are we at uh i'm gonna go with valerian oh that breaks my heart so yeah. fucking much i just wanted to talk about it you just, want, you just want to be a dick. That's what your no. whole goddamn worst list is. is oh. Hey, let's see what movies Derek liked and let's fucking hey, shit on him. How long have you known me? Jesus, Seth. <laughs> man, Valerian, it felt like everything I loved about the fifth element and the Star Wars prequels had like this fucking baby that came out and got hit by a bus. <laughs> like got ran over like uh 
Pet Cemetery style because it was just a mishmash of bullshit to me. Oh man! And the leads had like a they were just a black hole of charisma. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you I, that to the point where I just didn't care anymore. Like after that, it was just okay. Fuck this! I didn't like the villains. I thought that whole setup was trash, and not its fault. But I did see it in 3D unknowingly showing yeah. up for it in 3D, and uh, I hate 3D. It hurts my eyes. So yeah. I was like actively miserable the entire time. Oh man! But yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was pretty to look at. I'll give it that, but I didn't have fun with it. Oh man. Sorry. You and I had a, a completely different experience with Valerian. Yeah, I don't know. Valerian I saw it in 3D. I how do I put this? I agree with you that the leads and I think intentionally so though, um, are flat. You think that was intentional? I believe it was intentional. Okay. And uh, I've read some of the comics and they come across that way. Oh, really? See, I wasn't, yes. I had no idea it was even a comic. Yeah. So I have a feeling that was an intentional choice. Um, but the movies, to, the movie to me, I know this is going to be, uh, you're going to disagree with me on this. I liked this a million times better than the new star Wars movie. Okay. I thought visually it blew Star Wars away. Creatively blew Star Wars away. It was a movie that for me, I constantly was shocked by what was coming up next. Like I didn't know where it was going and it, it surprised me over and over and over again. The level of artistic creativity that was going on with its visuals in the audio, it was just an experience. And I've watched it a couple times now. I bought it on Blu-ray and the girls and I watched it and they loved it. Yeah, I, can, I mean, it is visually stunning. I'll give you that every every inch of that. It's cotton candy. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's not a dense movie. It's cotton candy. It is popcorn. And for what it is, I, I really enjoy it. I like it. And I'll say this again. I like it better than that new Star Wars gimmick. <laughs> but let's, let's think, go ahead and move. But what'd you go, think go about ahead. the Rihanna scene? She's a gem. Didn't bother me. Isn't she? Didn't, oh, come on. Her acting is real bad. Didn't bother me. Oh, <laughs> Listen to you. You're just trying. No. You're trying so fucking hard. <laughs> that, that's some fucking bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Derek. You could agree with me. That's you, you, a real you fucking agree bullshit. With that, that was a little bit bullshit. No, okay. That's, I do. I do agree on that one, but uh, that's fine. Well, let's do the next one. Let's do something that we both really wholeheartedly agree with. Jigsaw. Oh, see, it would. I think that would have been on my list well over Valerian, but we'd already talked about how shitty Jigsaw is. In a yeah, we podcast. talked about this on 31 but Days. It's worth Patreon talking about episode. again. Yep, here we are talking about it again. And I'm not going to go on about it because you fuckers want to hear the real fucking beef on Jigsaw. Go become <laughs> a Patreon. You can listen to me and Seth go on forever about what a pile of fucking garbage this gimmick so, was. So fucking bad. Worst 
worse, terrible. Saw movies can go fuck yeah. themselves. So let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy, listeners. You want to hear me? I've already done this episode. I've already done it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a dollar. A dollar a month. Not too tough. Go pay a dollar. Um, Seth, what's your next one? Uh, what do we got? Uh, we can stay on the uh, the hate train together with Jeepers Creepers 3. Uh, what a fucking pile of oh, garbage. Boy. Talk to me about, about this miserable, depressing pile of garbage. Why? Just why does this exist? I don't know. Like, what was it about this script that needed to be made? What was it about the script that had anybody going, I'm putting my money into that? Because it fucking sucks. It's some trash. I don't remember in part two, but did this truck always have booby traps? No, not that I remember. This that was cracking me up when every part of this truck can just kill somebody. And when that fucking thing shoots out the pipe at the, the back like end, that hook rope, and it goes for about a half a mile. It was a board. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. The, the let I think that in particular is the point where. It lost me because jump the shark at that point. Well, yeah, because the CG is so so fucking bad. bad. The creeper looks like he was wearing a dime store Halloween mask, except for his outfit looked so dime store. Everything about this movie screamed. We have no budget. Jesus. I got to tell you, the first act of this movie, I was actually kind of into it. Um, the story of uh, the black cop and me and uh, Meg Tilly. And I was actually kind of into it. I'm like, wow, this, I mean, you know, this ain't too bad. I mean, this is janky, but this ain't too bad. And then the moment that fucking hook shoots out the poop (laughs) shoot of that truck, I was like, this is some fucking janky bullshit. And how about the, the disembodied hand in the, clay pot oh where they where they do <laughs> high fives and get thrown it and get drug into the air yeah <sighs> i me and my buddy were watching it on that sci- sci-fi channel or wherever it came on we were texting each other the entire time that part was going on like the entire time it was like ripping the movie apart and then it was just like ellipsis is like dot 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 what is happening with this hand what is this woman doing? What, uh, what just mass confusion over this hand? Why is this a thing? Which is never explained because they want you to believe they're going to make another one of these. Please give me more fucking, which will never happen. Creepers movies will never happen. This movie literally after the first act completely falls apart. Like just completely fucking shits the bed. There's no story. There's nothing interesting. The creeper himself is so cheap looking. All of his scenes are basically him like with a wide eyed stare. And and like he looks like a javelin thrower half the time because that's the only that, thing he does. Is throw is, a javelin. What he does is throw shit from a mile away with uh obscenely good accuracy 
<sighs> and he walks around sniffing like a jackass because we're still it, playing up that angle, even though yeah, we're still playing up that. He doesn't need gimmick. to. If he sees you, he can just throw one of his eight million predator traps at you. Yeah, that's he is the predator in this the movie. Predator on a shitty truck. Fucking dollar store predator <laughs> in this movie. And uh, it's just terrible. It's it so all looks bad. horrible. I. I could never get over the fact that people complained about fan uh, Phantasm Ravager and always got down on that about the CGI in that movie. This movie's a, a million times worse. Yeah, at least in the CGI in that they were trying to create a world and create something. This is just the most basic CGI that they couldn't do anything with. And it looks like garbage. Oh, it's just so bad. garbage script. And then the... Uh, the fucking tie-in to lead into part two. Oh, at the very end with the yeah. bus? Yeah. So I didn't get that. So does uh, that mean this is actually taking place before part two? It's a pre-sequel or sequel prequel. Yeah. I hate it even more. <laughs> right? That, as soon as that bus rolled up, I was like, wait a minute. What What is going on right now? <laughs> that's. I thought that's what was going on, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. That's that's what was going on. Yeah, and this is in reference to the comment we made before about me getting in an argument about this online with a bunch of people defending Victor Salva. Oh, uh, hate the art, not the not the maker. Oh, fuck you. There's no reason why this movie needed to be made. Yeah, I mean, it could have been anybody. This movie didn't need to be made. Yep, and it didn't need to be made by Victor Salva. No, any asshole could have directed this movie. It's garbage. The, the smallest amount of experience could have directed this movie. Let me, Seth and I will give you our our true opinion on this. Don't pay a cent for this movie. No, don't waste a second on this movie. Just, don't wait. It's a second. Don't pay a cent. No. Don't support this movie. It's not worth anyone's time. Let it be forgotten. Let it be forgotten, and it's too bad. I know a lot of people want to get on the high horse and say, well, there were other people that were involved in this movie than just Victor Salva. You're making a grand stand. Let me tell you a little something about how the industry works. None of them are getting royalties. None of them. They got paid a day rate, went in and worked, and did their job. The only ones that are getting any residuals on this are probably Victor Salva in the studio. And to be honest, everyone else involved probably doesn't deserve any royalties or another job off of it anyway. Wow. It was just a miserable (laughs) piece of shit. Just terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So let's move on to another controversial pick here. We're getting to the end of the line here almost. Stephen King's It is on the bottom of my list. Uh... I knew it would be. Well, I didn't know it would be. I figured it could have been. Fuck that movie. Fuck it. It's not bad. It's bad. It's not bad. It, it is even baby horror bullshit. <laughs> it is one of these movies where everyone lapped this fucking garbage up. And I, I'm sure you're you're kind of a fan of it. I thought it was pretty good. I personally thought... It was good until the horror scenes. 
And the horror scenes are the most baby horror, obnoxious, twizzy crap. I hated it. I remember looking at Amanda in the theater and half expecting her to be into it. And she looked at me with the same exasperated look. Like, get me the fuck out of here. I I couldn't stand it. And it's too bad because I thought all of the character stuff between the kids worked really well. Um, they were good actors. They got a good tone. But the moment that fucking clown got on screen, I hated every second of it. I hated a lot of things about the clown. Uh, like the, I mean, I know it's kind of cliche, but the CGI was garbage with it. I was upset they didn't do something simpler with practical effects. And I can see where you're coming from. They didn't do a whole lot of real horrific stuff. It was all glossed over and baby hard up. I do. It's, I, I agree. Yeah. It's all yeah. loud noises. It's all something rushing across the screen and going, (laughs) fuck that trash. I don't find that interesting. I don't find it engaging. I find it annoying and it takes me out of a movie. There's no tension in this movie. There's no creepiness about this movie. It is all fucking so on the nose in just it's not for me. And the fact that it's the highest grossing horror movie of all time makes me sick to my stomach. Not adjusted for inflation. Let's not get carried away. Come on, Seth. Come on, Seth. This is this no, is I my Valerian. I don't think it should be. <laughs> I don't think it deserves to be the highest grossing movie or horror movie of all time. It's certainly not that good. No, but, no, we all know that should be basket case. We all I know that should be basket case. Would not disagree with that for a single second. No, no, no. Basket case one, two, and three should be one, two, and three. Oh my god. Um hundred percent. No, but I did I love the character stuff in it. It a lot of that pulled me in. Uh it might be the whole Stranger Things syndrome at this point where nostalgia for that kind of shit takes over, but I thought that stuff was really well done. And uh, for a movie, as long as it was, almost two and a half hours, I thought it flew by. God, it felt like I was in that theater forever. Oh, I I just can't. Are you going to give the unrated, extended, whatever version (laughs) a chance when it comes out? Which apparently... I'll let you you answer that for me. Oh, come on, man. It's supposed to be all the horror that they took out of it. I don't give a flying fuck. Okay. I don't give a... What? What? What's it going to be more... Yeah, extra 15 seconds of that. <laughs> no, that can eat a dick. I ain't interested in any of that shit. So it, I'm not going to go see chapter two. I can do it. Fuck that. Fuck it. I'm not spending another cent on that garbage. Oh, you got movie pass. So, uh, you have to see it. Oh, shut up, Seth. <laughs> I ain't going to see it. God damn it. You're almost as bad as fucking Mark the Movie Man with this movie pass. Oh, no, I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your last movie on your list? Oh God, the movie that I easily hated the most. I thought it was the worst movie of the year. Friend request. 
Oh, God. There was no... I remember talking with... Who was I talking to? Oh, there was somebody in the Astro Radio Z group when this came out that was defending this movie. I think it might be... Was it Cole? I don't know. I thought it was... um, God, now I'm blanking on who it was. I thought it was Yeah, I don't... Oh, it could have been Scott. I don't know. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah, I don't know. I all I know is it looked like some baby horror bullshit, and I wasn't going to fucking watch that. I didn't get to really talk about it during the thirty-one days of horror because I saw it like two days before October. Man, (laughs) just actively laughing through it over how bad it was. Like nothing in this movie works. It's janky as shit character decisions just don't make a lick of fucking sense oh god the writing in this is so like did you see unfriended i did i thought it was gonna be like that and it's so much worse did you like unfriended i didn't like it but it was better than i ever expected it to be I agree. I agree. I would never watch it again, but I didn't hate it when I was watching it. I completely agree. I, I thought the trailer for it looked really bad. And then I saw it and I was like, okay, that was a movie. This was just the epitome of bullshit. And oh. man, the, how you get sucked into watching this crap? Oh, there's a shitty dummy in it too. There's a shitty dummy. Talk to at least tell me about yeah. the shitty dummy scene. Oh, now I have to. I have to remember the girls in the hospital, and there's some cops in there, and uh, she's on like life support. I'm trying to remember the scene set up, and uh, she basically pulls out all the needles and wires off of her which should have alerted everybody you know the machines should have been going nuts but this cop's on the cell phone outside of a room bitching to his wife about dinner which was comical in itself and she ends up wrestling his gun away from him because that's what a small college girl can do to a detective it shoots him and the other cop doesn't hear the gun go off of course and she ends up tossing somebody out a window onto a passing car, and it's a shitty dummy. <laughs> and I fucking lost it when this when this shitty dummy hits the uh, the hood of that car coming by. I could not contain myself in this theater. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I told somebody I was talking to somebody. Shitty dummies are my kink, man. And I'll tell you what, I didn't have a second of enjoyment out of that shitty dummy for as hard as I laughed. I still hated myself for being in there. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate. Still, I was. I was hate laughing. Yeah, I was more laughing at myself for this point. I'm in here for an hour and a half, and this is all I've gotten out of it. I think there was a there was a few other people in there with me and my buddy, and I think they were getting irritated with us for laughing our way through this thing. Oh man! Well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta do that. Just gotta say fuck this. I'm gonna be obnoxious, it, and I'm. Uh, it deserved every second. God, it's so fucking bad. God, it just looks terrible. Looks like fucking garbage. There's not an ounce there, of talent on this project. Just. Oh, oh yeah. People stumble over their lines. Oh, it's coming back now. <laughs> like, 
There's scenes. <laughs> oh no, it's, you're triggered, dude. I got triggered. I'm having flashbacks. People stumble over their lines, and they just said "fuck it." Didn't use another take. They're you know they'll uh, they'll talk over each other and then start like stop the line and then start it back when they should have. Oh, it's so good, so good. It's like no one was directing this thing. Just all right, get it done. Slap this shit together. And uh, if you show it to a friend, you're going to be requesting new ones because they're never going to talk to you again. Uh, I don't blame you on that one. Oh, Christ. Well, let's finish this episode up with the most loathsome, lowest hanging fruit movie imaginable. And I think, you know, I, I may get some, you know, slap back on this. I don't know. Um, It's an easy one to hate, but there's a reason to hate it. And I did a knee jerks episode on this the moment I saw it. It It's the longest knee jerk because I had a lot to get out. The worst movie I saw this year was the emoji movie. (laughs) By far. By far the most crass commercial money grab bullshit I've ever seen. And you went to see it alone. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Seth. Don't, don't paint me to be some sort of creep. You. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you had to see that thing. Regardless if, if I had a trench coat on or not, Seth, <laughs> I can't believe you had to go see that. Well, it was one of these things and it's documented. Well, I'm again, I'm going to tell you guys on my Patreon. I have an episode, a 20 minute episode of me ranting like I've never ranted before immediately after getting out of the theater. But my girls, we went on a night where we got dirt cheap and watched it. And I've never seen my girls look like such zombies before watching this thing and i've had multiple patreon episodes where mark the movie man and i just go back and forth like how do you even remotely justify even considering this to be okay it runs against every fiber of my being just the fact that it exists horrible no shock to anyone that listens to this show no shock to anyone in the world it's a pile of fucking garbage meant to sell products that's it worst movie i saw all year i don't got much to say about it it's fucking garbage there's nothing to say about it i have three daughters all under the age 10 I'm going to blame on them. I love them dearly, but they made me see the emoji movie. That's all I got to say. Oh, Anyways. Yeah. I fucking actually. Yeah. It, it, it pains me to admit that on my own podcast. <laughs> it pains me for you, my friend. Oh, t- just terrible. Just terrible. So there we go. There's our best of our worst of list. 2017 is fucking over. It's the last episode of Astro Radio Z this year. Obviously, I shouldn't have to say that, but obviously it is. Um, next year, 
We're going to take a week off the beginning of January, and then we're going to come back strong as hard as fuck with our first franchise episode, which is going to be American Ninja 1 and 2. Fuck yeah. I'm excited for this shit, dude. Fucking finally watch something decent. No Puppet Master nonsense. At least not yet. I mean, we're going to have to end up doing an episode at some point next year. But we're going to get jump into the American Ninja movies. Um, and then I, I think, Seth, you and I are kind of like uh, hatching a little scheme for a couple other uh, trashy episodes. So yeah, uh, uh, boiling a few ideas. There's going to be some good ones coming up. So uh, that's it. Uh, what do you think overall 2017? Are you ready for it to be done? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it started off strong, ended really shitty. Ended really fucking shitty. So here's to uh raise your glass, my friend. Here's to next year kicking some major fucking ass. I'm oh, looking yeah, forward man. to it. So uh this is the portion of the show, folks, or my guest shamelessly shows the fuck out of you, Mr. Seth. Go for it. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at uh, Celluloid Terror and CelluloidTerror.blogspot.com for cult, horror, trashy movie, film reviews, and uh, home video, Blu-ray and DVD reviews. So check it out. Thank you again for joining me for what was the fifth season of Astro Radio Z. I can't believe it. I've been doing this for five years. Next year will be the sixth. I'm still not getting over the fact that I, I, I've continued to do this for this long. I I don't know why I'm insane, but I appreciate all you guys that come on the show and that listen to the show and talk to me about it. So thank you all for sticking around. And I hope next year is just as good, if not better. So uh, better. have a good, safe, happy New Year's, folks. And we'll see you in 2018. Bye. Oh
You can find Astro Radio Z on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, YouTube, and anywhere podcasts are found. Please, help us by subscribing, rating the show, and giving us a review. It helps us get the show out to more listeners. Also. If you would like to hear more of the show and be a more active participant, join the Astro Radio Z Facebook group and page, and join the Patreon. For only $1 a month, you get bonus episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week Astro Zombies.